All right, praise the Lord. Good evening, DJLC. Apostles asked me to uh, minister tonight, and we're going to uh, uh, share what God has given us uh, from his word. Thank you all for being online. Let's go to God in prayer, and as we get ready for prayer, I'm going to ask you to open your Bibles to the book of Joel, chapter 2. It's the uh, verse that Apostle had shared, uh, I believe, on Sunday. So we'll start at uh, Joel chapter 2 and we'll begin at verse 25. Again, Joel chapter 2 and we'll begin at verse 25. Let's go to God in prayer as we prepare our hearts to receive. Father, we just thank you for this uh, opportunity to minister your word today. Uh, we thank you, Father, that your word is a lamp unto our feet and light into our path. We invite your Holy Spirit to just give us uh, understanding, uh, to give us revelation, to give us insight, to answer questions for us to solve uh, situations for us in the name of Jesus. Uh, we just lift up our apostle first family as they're in this camp meeting this week. Uh, we just thank you that you uh, saturate them with your presence and with your power, with your anointing and everything that they need to receive, Father. We just put our faith in, in advance to thank you, Father, that they'll receive everything in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for safe travels upon their return. And we thank you for the word that you're going to minister to us tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Uh, again, we're going to be looking at starting off with Joel chapter two, and we're going to start with uh, verse 25. And um, I'm going to use for a topic tonight, uh, restoring the power of dreams and visions, restoring the power of dreams and visions. And here in, in uh, Joel chapter two and verse 25, King James Version uh, God is speaking. He says, I will restore. And that was one of the words that apostle gave us. I will restore to you the years that the locust has have eaten, the canker worm and the caterpillar and the pommel worm, my great army, which I sent among you. Verse 26, and ye shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord, your God, that hath dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be ashamed. Hallelujah. Verse 27, ye shall know that I am in the midst of Israel and that I am the Lord your God. I tell you that and, and my people shall never be ashamed. Glory to God. And then in verse 28, uh, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. And so from there is where I'm speaking from uh, tonight, restoring the power of dreams and visions. But notice here uh, that God prophesies, first of all, restoration in verse 25. He says, I will restore to you the, the years that the caterpillar has, has uh, stolen, has eaten. And then also, he not only prophesies about the restoration, but then in verse 28, he says, uh, an outpouring upon all flesh. And so this is all categories of flesh. He says, your sons and your daughters, young men and old men. And then he says, the servants uh, in the next verse after that. So all categories of people, he said, it will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And then the other point, he prophesies a manifestation of dreams and visions. And so today I want to focus our attention on scriptural dynamics of dreams and visions. 
And so by faith, we receive all that God wants to help us in our journey. And dreams and visions are part of the things that God has provided. And these are dreams and visions that are, here's the caveat, that are consistent with his word. So not just dreams and visions, but dreams and visions that are consistent with God's word. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If you go over to Proverbs uh, 29 and verse 18, Proverbs 29 and verse 18, uh, it's a familiar passage of scripture. Uh, the, the dynamic I want to share from here is that visions and dreams help release God's redemptive power or God's redemptive revelation. So dreams and visions help to release God's uh, redemptive revelations. And these, uh, these revelations are to, are to save from evil or to save from, from error, to, to restore and to replace. So here in Proverbs 29 and verse 18, I'm going to look at this out of the Amplified Bible, Proverbs 29 and 18. It says, where there is no vision, no redemptive revelation of God, Amplified says, the people perish. But he who keeps the law of God which includes that of man, blessed, happy, fortunate, and enviable is he. And so uh, God uses dreams and visions uh, to help restore and help to replace and help to uh, rebuild and to set his destiny in place. Uh, but notice here that it says without a vision or without redemptive revelation, the people perish. And so prophetic vision helps prevent casting off what one translation says, moral restraints. And if we cast off moral restraints, and then we, uh, the, the consequence is that we will perish. So again, it says here in verse 18, where there is no vision, no redemptive revelation of God, this is the power of vision. Then it says the people perish, but he who keeps the law of God, which includes that of men, blessed, happy, fortunate, and enviable is he. And I also want to point out here by keeping the law of God, again, the vision aligning with the word of God. Uh, another point I want to make for you is if you go with me to Job 33, and we're going to look at this in the Amplified again uh, in verse 15. The power of dreams and visions. God can use dreams to speak or to reveal his will. God can use dreams to, to speak or to reveal his will to us. Here in Job chapter 33 and verse 15 in the Amplified Bible, it says, one may hear God's voice in a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls on men while slumbering upon the bed. So again, God can use dreams to speak to us, to reveal his will. This is one of the tools that God has to help to show us what he wants to do for us. And then even though we don't understand uh, everything at once as God is speaking, we still want to remain open to hear his voice because one particular dream or one particular vision could be the, the missing piece or the missing ingredient that we need to help us to, to further our destiny, to further our walk with God. And so again, it says, one may hear God's voice in a dream or in a vision in the night when the deep sleep falls upon us. And so we wanna keep, if you will, our spiritual antenna up 
Always listen to God day and day and night. Listening to his voice, listening to his words, listening as he may speak to us in dreams, listening as he may speak to us in visions to empower us to be all that God has called us to be, to change our lives. Now go with me to Genesis chapter 12. In Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1, this is another familiar passage. I'm again going to be in the Amplified Bible. Uh, Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1. Uh, again, like I was saying, God can, can use dreams and visions to help to reveal his will. Hey, Mark, and, uh, with Abraham, in the process of time, God used a vision to help reveal his will to Abraham. And so... One of the points I want to make here and the dynamics of dreams is that God can call an individual to make a radical change from their comfort zone in order to achieve a greater destiny. And part of that process of achieving that greater destiny is God may use dreams or visions to help us to achieve that, that greater destiny that he has for us. So here in Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1, and amplified. It says, now in Haran, the Lord said to Abram, go for yourself. And then here in Amplified, it says, go for yourself for your own advantage, away from your, your country, from your relatives and your father's house to the land that I will show you. So God is saying, go for yourself. This is for your advantage that you do this. And then he says, and I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you with abundant increase of favors in verse two and, and make your name famous and distinguished and you will be a blessing dispensing good to others. So this is the vision. This is the plan that God has for Abraham. He says, if you'll go, I will make of you a great nation and I'll bless you with abundance, increase of favors. And if you flip over to Genesis chapter 15, in verse one, then amplified. And so this is a little, bit, a little bit of time later in Genesis 15 and verse one, then amplified. It says, uh, after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. So again, you can see the word coming in a vision saying, fear not, Abraham. I am your shield, your abundant compensation and your reward shall be exceedingly great. And so part of Abraham's journey for his greater destiny came through vision, came through a vision. And so God, again, can use visions to empower us to a greater destiny. We may be living life at a, at a, at a, uh, a normal or superficial level, but God may use a dream or a vision to expose us to greater things, greater destinies that he has for us. And Apostle's talking about the, the greater uh, building, the bigger building, going to another limit, going to another level. And so God can use visions and dreams to push us to go into another level. And so he calls Abraham to come out of this comfort zone, come out of this familiar place with your family and your relatives, people that you know, and go to the place that I'm going to show you and I'm going to make of you a great nation. And so, uh, and so Abraham obeyed and he followed God and along the path. God used visions to let him know uh, that I, I got your back, Abraham. Uh, I'm your exceeding great award. I'm your abundant compensation. I will take care of you. And so God can use those individuals to cause them to make a revolutionary change from their comfort zone to achieve a greater destiny. Glory to God. 
Now let's talk about another dynamic of, of, uh, of dreams in, in Genesis uh, chapter 31. I'm going to be in the New Living Translation. Genesis uh, chapter 31, the New Living Translation, and I'm going to be in verse 10. Genesis 31, the New Living Translation, and I'm going to be in verse 10, 10 through 12. In Genesis 31, uh, the point I want to bring out here is that God can use dreams to give a strategy for wealth increase. Hallelujah. God can use dreams to give a strategy for wealth increase. And so this is one of the powers of dreams and visions. So here in Genesis 31, uh, in verse 10, the New Living Translation, it says, one time during the mating season, I had a dream, and this is Jacob speaking. I had a dream and saw the male goats mating with the, uh, with the females were streaked, speckled, and spotted. In verse uh, 11, then in my dream, the angel of God said to me, Jacob, and I replied, yes, here I am. And then in verse 12, the angel said, look up and you will see that only the streaked, speckled, and spotted males are mating with the females of your flock. For I have seen how Laban has treated you. And so through this dream, um, Jacob became rich. He, he, became, he became abundantly wealthy with the goats mating. And he said through this dream, he saw the male goats mating with the females were streaked, speckled, and spotted. And those were the ones that Jacob received and Laban received the other ones. But Jacob had uh, a plenteous amount. And so he became prosperous. And so God can use dreams to give us a strategy. So to keep our antenna up, to receive a dream or a vision that can be a strategy for wealth increase. God can use that to bring us to a, a higher level of wealth and a higher level of prosperity. So this is one of the other advantages of, of meditating and listening to, to God uh, through dreams and visions, as well as other avenues, prophetic words, as well as other things that can bring us to higher levels of wealth and increase us. Glory to God. And then if you go with me to Genesis uh, chapter 41, and we're going to look at this in Amplified in verse 25. Genesis 41 in Amplified in uh, verse 25. And the point I want to bring out here is that God can use dreams to prepare us for conditions that are ahead. God can use dreams to prepare us for conditions that are ahead. God can see everything and he can use a dream or a vision to show us what's coming and we can prepare for what's coming ahead. So again, God can use dreams to prepare us for conditions that are ahead. And here in Genesis 41 and verse um, 25 and Amplified, then Joseph said to Pharaoh, the two dreams are one. God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do through a dream. Verse 26, he says, the seven good cows are seven years and the seven good ears of grain are seven years. The two dreams are one in their meaning. And in verse 27, and the seven thin and ill-favored cows that come up after them are seven years and also the seven empty ears of grain that's blighted and, and shriveled by the east wind, they are seven years of hunger and famine. 
And if you skip down to verse 34, um, Joseph begins to tell him that this is, this is seven years of plenty and seven years of famine that's coming. And so he gets his revelation. Joseph gives, gets his revelation from the, from the dream that Pharaoh had. had. And then in verse 34, uh, Joseph gives, he gives this uh, advice or gives this wisdom. He says, let Pharaoh do this. Then let him select and appoint officers over the land and take one fifth of the produce. So 20% of the produce of the whole land of, of Egypt in the seven plenteous years, year by year. So he had a plan to save 20% during um, those years of, of harvest to prepare for the seven years of famine. But again, God used a dream to prepare them for the conditions that was coming ahead. There were seven years of prosperity, but then there were seven years of famine or economic uh, uh, collapse. And so they, they used that information to prepare by saving 20% for those years of famine, those hard uh, economic years that was coming ahead. And so that vision had prepared them, that dream prepared them for the conditions that, that, was, uh, that was coming. So I want to keep our intent up to be listening, as we saw there in Job, be listening. We may not have the full, complete understanding, but yet and still we continue to listen. Day after day, God speak to me, God guide me in, in agreement with your word and prepare me for and, and to take me to greater levels of destiny in you. Glory to God. Go with me to Psalm 27. Here's just another dynamic uh, about dreams. Uh, John, uh, Psalms 126, I mean, Psalms 126. And we're going to look at verse 1 in the King James Version. Psalms 126 in verse 1, verses 1 through 3 in the King James Version. Psalms 126. And the point I want to uh, bring out here is that dreams can be de designed as instruments to help us to see freedom from captivity or from bondage. Dreams can be uh, designed as an instrument to help us to see freedom from captivity or from bondage. Uh, notice here in Psalms 127, the King James Version in verse one, it says, when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dreamed, hallelujah when he turned again their, their captivity. And then in verse two, then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then said they among the heathen, the Lord have done great things for them, glory to God. And then in verse three, the Lord have done great things for us, whereof we are glad, glory to God. So again, dreams can be an instrument to help us to see freedom from captivity. And so notice here, he says, when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, and we were like them that dream. And so this restoration of Zion, this rest, or this restoration of Jerusalem, which is called Zion, to a place of prosperity was like a dream to them. So it says, when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter. And then also on the point I here, notice that the emphasis is on the Lord in these verses. The Lord is the one who's, who's doing the work. It says, when the Lord, in verse 1, turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then, verse 2, our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue was singing. Then said they among the heathen, the Lord hath done great things for them. 
See, it's about the Lord. And then in verse three, the Lord have done great things for us, whereof we are glad. So it's the Lord that's working uh, to, to bring about the, the, the turnaround, to, to bring them out of captivity, to bring them into a place of freedom, to bring them into a place of prosperity, so much so that it seemed like a dream. They were so grateful, their mouth was full, filled with laughter and their tongue was singing, bragging on God that he has done great things for us. Glory to God. Hallelujah. But go with me now to Ecclesiastes chapter 5 and verse 3, uh, another familiar passage uh, to some of us. In Ecclesiastes chapter 5 and verse 3, and we're going to look at this in the Amplified Bible. This is the passage Apostle references quite a bit. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 and verse 3. Uh, and, and here, uh, another dynamic of dreams is that dreams require painful effort. Dreams require, at times, painful effort. So here in Ecclesiastes chapter 5 and verse 3, it says, For a dream comes with much business and painful effort, and a fool's voice with many words. And so, yes, there will be a dream, but then if it's a, a dream to increase, then there are things that we have to do. There are activities that we have to do. There's effort that we have to put forth for that dream to come to pass. So God will partner with us to help to carry out those dreams that he's placed on the inside of us. Glory to God. So we continue to listen to the dreams, but then we also listen to the steps to the dream. Lord, what's the next step to accomplish this dream? Abraham had to step out step by step, place by place to get to that destiny. And God along the way Reveal dreams and visions to him to help him to get to that destiny. So it, it's a journey. The dreaming is, is a journey that we walk out with God and we walk it out by faith, trusting God to lead us step by step. Glory to God. So again, here in Ecclesiastes 5 and 3, a dream comes with much business and painful effort and a fool's voice with many words. Hallelujah. Now I want to talk about another aspect. If you go with me to uh, the Jeremiah uh, 23 and verse 22. And this is something that I was alluding to earlier. Uh, Jeremiah 23 in the Amplified Bible and verse 22. Jeremiah 23, Amplified uh, Bible and verse 22. Another point I want to bring out here is that God invites us to enter into his counsel. Uh, another way to say that is God invites us uh, instead of saying counsel, he invites us to enter into his board of directors, to enter into his, his uh, advisory body to avoid empty dreams. And so God is welcoming us as we have our antenna to listen to the dreams and the visions that he wants to manifest to us and, and, and place on the inside of us. Uh, he invites us to enter into his, his, his advisory board, his board of directors to hear his plans, to hear um, his goals, to hear his strategies, to hear his wisdom, to hear his dreams and his visions that he wants us to be a part of carrying out. So notice here uh, in Jeremiah 23 and uh, verse 22 in Amplified, it says, but if they had stood in my counsel, God said in my counsel, then they would have caused my people, notice this, to hear my words. Then they would have turned them, my people, from the evil ways and from the evil of their doings. 
again, but if they had stood in my council, in other words, in his advisory board, if we'd gone to his council, uh, gone to his board of directors, then they would have caused my people to hear my words. Again, the emphasis is on, on God's word, making sure that the vision or the dream aligns with God's word. And then it says, then it would have turned them, my people, from the evil way and from their evil doing. Hallelujah. And so uh, above all, it's the word of God that happens through the dreams and the visions that can change the course of our lives. So ultimately, it's, it's God's word, and it can be manifested through dreams, through visions, through prophecies, through circumstances, through various avenues. But today we're focusing in on the dynamics of, of dreams and visions. Uh, but it's the word of God working through the dream or the word of God working through the vision that can change the course of our lives. That's where the power is. It's in God's word. And the tool or the instrument he may use may be a dream or maybe a vision. So we keep our antenna up to however he wants to send that signal to us. But ultimately, it's through the word of God that our lives are changed and he can change up, change the course of our lives. And so, again, he says, but they stood in my counsel. But I want you to also flip down to verse 29. Here it's, it's, it's the word of God where we put our emphasis. And here in verse 29 and Amplified of, of chapter 23, God says, is not my word like fire? that consumes all that cannot endure the test, says the Lord. And also is my word like a hammer that breaks in pieces the rock of the most stubborn resistance, glory to God. So it's the word of God that brings the change. It's the word of God that's the fire. It's the word of God that's the hammer that will break up everything in us. It's the word of God that will fire us up, that will uh, burn up everything. And the, the, it's the word of God that will, that will put the zeal to carry out God's plan and to carry out his dreams and his visions on the inside of us. His word is the fire and his word is the hammer that's going to work on us to shape us and mold us and to take us into greater destinies uh, in him, glory to God. So it's the word that can happen through dreams or through visions. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Go with me to Daniel chapter uh, 2. Daniel, Daniel chapter 2. Uh, and here I want to I want to bring out in Daniel chapter 2 and verse 26 in the Amplified. Here I want to bring out that God can use others to assist us in the prophetic dreams of our heart. In Daniel chapter 2 and verse 26 and Amplified, starting in verse 26, God can use other people to assist us or to give revelation of the prophetic dreams that's in our heart and in our mind. God can use others. So it's important that we stay connected to others because God can use them to give us a, a revelation of that prophetic dream. So here in Daniel chapter 2 and verse 26 and Amplified, the king said to Daniel, whose name was Belshazzar, are you able to make known to me the dream which I have seen and the interpretation of it? Verse 27, Daniel answered the king, the mysterious secret which the king has demanded, neither the wise men, enchanters, or magicians, or, nor astrologers can show the king. Verse 28, but there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets. Hallelujah. There is a God in heaven who reveals secrets. And he has made known to King Nebuchadnezzar what it is that shall be in the latter days 
at the end of days. Your dream and visions in your head upon your bed are these. In verse 29, and as for you, O king, as you are lying upon your bed, thoughts came into your mind about what shall come to pass hereafter. And he who reveals secrets was making known to you what shall come to pass. Nebuchadnezzar didn't have the answer, but, but God used Daniel to reveal the, the revelation and give the interpretation of the dream. Here in verse 30 in the Amplified, but as for me, Daniel is saying, this secret is not revealed to me for any wisdom that I have more than anyone else living. But in order that the interpretation may be made known to the king and that you may know the thoughts of your heart and your mind. And so God used uh, Daniel and God will use individuals, others, to help bring revelation to the dreams and the visions that we have on the inside of us, in our head and in our hearts. He'll, he'll use others to help bring that revelation. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Uh, now go with me to Habakkuk. Uh, chapter 2, Habakkuk chapter 2, another dynamic about dreams and visions as we begin to wrap up here. Daniel, uh, Habakkuk chapter 2, and we'll look at verses 2 and 3, another familiar passage, Habakkuk chapter 2 and verses 2 and 3. The point I want to bring out here as we uh, go to Habakkuk chapter 2, and we'll look at this in Amplified Bible, Habakkuk 2 verses 2 and 3. The point I want to bring out is that uh, it's beneficial to write down the dream in the presence of the Lord. It's beneficial to write down the dream. So this is another dynamic. As God gives dreams and visions, it's beneficial to write down the dream or write down the vision in the presence of the Lord. Lord, I, I believe you're speaking to me and, and writing it down or you know, putting it on your device. However you... Uh, whatever the way you choose to do it, but it's beneficial to write down the dream in the presence of the Lord. Uh, here in Habakkuk uh, 2 and verse 2 and 3 in Amplified, it says, the Lord answered me and said, write the vision, write the vision and engrave it so plainly upon the tablets that everyone who passes may be able to read it easily and quickly as he hastens by. Verse three, for the vision is yet for an appointed time and it hastens uh, to the end of fulfillment. It will not deceive or disappoint. Though it tarry, wait for it because it will surely come. It will not be behind hand on its appointed day. Hallelujah. And so again, in verse two, he says, write the vision and engrave it so plainly upon tablets so that everyone who passes by may be able to read it easily and quickly as he hastens by. For the vision is yet for an appointed time and it hastens uh, to the end fulfillment. And my, my desire is that the dreams and the visions that God has given us and has given our ministry hasten to fulfillment and hasten to achievement. So we, we put our faith out there that the visions that God has given us individually, in families and as a ministry, will hasten to fulfillment, will hasten to achievement. Notice he says here in verse three again, for the vision is yet for an appointed time and it hastens to the end fulfillment. It will not deceive or disappoint. Though it tarry, wait earnestly for it. So even in the waiting process, um, it's not a passive waiting. It's an earnest waiting. 
wait for that vision. Continue to pull on that vision. Continue to call them like we're calling in the debt-free building, the turnkey debt-free building. We're calling it in. Wait earnestly for it because it will surely come, the Bible says. It will not be behind hand on its appointed day. Hallelujah. So there's a day for that vision to come. Hallelujah. As we begin to wrap up, thank you, God. Uh, there is an appointed time for that vision to come. And, uh, and so we're going to continue to earnestly wait for it and believe God for it. Glory to God. Uh, let me wrap up with you in uh, Acts. Well, uh, we'll close here in Acts um, uh, chapter 16. Acts chapter 16, and we'll look at verse 19 in the King James Version. Uh, Acts 26, I rather. Acts 26 in the King James Version and verse 19. Acts chapter 26 and verse 19 be my last verse for our time together. Hallelujah. Acts 26 and verse 19. The point I want to bring out here as I, as I close is that we must uh, persevere or be determined to keep God's heavenly vision before us, in front of us, in spite of any test or obstacles. Uh, we must persevere or be determined to keep God's heavenly vision before us, in spite of any test or any op, uh, oppositions or obstacles. Here in uh, Acts uh, chapter 26 and verse uh, uh, 19, this is Paul speaking. And this is a, another uh, passage that Paul, uh, Apostle uh, alludes to. In uh, Acts 26 and verse 19, whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision. Hallelujah. So Paul could give you this testimony. And this was years later from the point when he got the vision on the Damascus road, years later. He says, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision. And then in verse 20, but showed first unto them of Damascus and at Jerusalem and throughout all the coasts of Judea and then to the Gentiles that they should repent and turn to God and do works meet for repentance. Hallelujah. So Paul was on trial right now. As he's given this uh, uh, this uh, this uh, declaration, as he's given this address, in verse 19 he says, "Whereupon, O King Agrippa, he's being tried. He's on trial. He's in court. He says, Wherefore, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision.' So we know that uh, in Paul's journey, he had uh, struggles. He was beaten, and uh, he was jailed, and he was flogged, and different things happened to him." But from the point he got that vision years ago to this point where he's testifying before King Agrippa, he says, I was not disobedient. So whatever vision God gives us, either now in the past or in the future, because he restores visions and he restores uh, dreams, whatever he gives us, we must be determined to keep God's heavenly vision before us in spite of whatever test might come and in spite of whatever obstacle may come. Be obedient and be faithful and will be like uh, Paul was. He was faithful. And like Jesus said, uh, those who are faithful in the least, he'll be faithful in the much. And God will reward us for our faithfulness to the vision that he's given us. Hallelujah. Let's just bow our heads in prayer and close in prayer. Father, we do just thank you for uh, this word tonight about uh, restoring the, the visions and the dreams that you have for us. Whatever uh, dreams and visions in the past, Father, may have let loose. Pray that it will be restored, that it be reignited, 
uh, rekindled on the inside of us, that we stirred up on the inside of us. Pray, Father, that we'll uh, have our antenna up uh, day and night, be listening to the dreams and the visions that you have for us to take our lives to higher levels. It may be dreams of, of our destiny, dreams of wealth, uh, dreams, of, uh, dreams of strategies, uh, so many stream, uh, uh, dreams for our family, so many, so many dreams, Father, you may have for us. So, Holy Spirit, you're the giver of dreams, and we just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would continue to help us and guide us, and that you would, uh, uh, yes, even use dreams and visions to take us to our place. We're open to prophetic words, however you want to minister to us. May we, Holy Spirit, be attentive. Jesus said, he that have ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. So we want to be open to hear what you have for us. We thank in advance for taking us to higher places in you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise God. Praise God. We thank you for uh, being online and for our time together in the word.